Hello and welcome to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin. Oh my god. <laughs> leave it in, leave it in. How <sighs> peanut go down my fucking throat? Jesus Christ. When, when you were eating while doing the intro? No, I was eating earlier and there was apparently a piece stuck between my teeth and it went down my throat. This is the quality content that people expect from the 50th episode of Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard, the choking bastard today. And uh, with me is Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you doing? Um, I'm okay, I guess. It's been a weird couple of days. We'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's very true. We also need to talk about personal stuff. And we also have Mr. David Davis. David, how are you doing? Surviving. Man, we got a, <laughs> we got a saying down here. Hey, man, how you doing? Making it. I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, it kind of sums it up. I'm alive, and that's as far as I'm going. So, it's big episode 5-0 this week. It is our 50th episode. We've been doing this show for over a year. That's awesome. I know, and I feel like now that it's all three of us together doing this, it's like now we've hit our stride. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what the show should be. So I'm I'm excited. I'm happy, and uh, it's getting a lot of stuff into and out of my brain. So, <laughs> how how do you feel about that, Mike? Um, getting stuff out of your brain. I'm wholly against it. Well, I mean, like, yeah, okay, that's fair. But like, I mean, the fifty episodes thing. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. No. That that's surprising. I mean, admittedly, it was, you know, a year into hell times, which you yeah, know, we're still kind of there, but well, yeah, it's I not mean, as bad as you know. We're definitely in the fall of Western civilization, but I mean, you know, still, well, we've I probably did, risen up through Tartarus at this point. Oh, maybe. But I, I'm just happy we've come this far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We're going to do our normal weekend weird up top, um, you know, after we're done with so, housekeeping. So, so we're doing topsies, bottomsies? Something like that. Top, bottom, well, or switch. What, well, what if you're switch versatile? Um, well, then you're a Nintendo fanboy. I was going to say, what if you're a Nintendo <laughs> Switch? Yeah. Nintendo Switch versatile. Yes. Gamer boys rise up or bottom down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. So, um, before we really get going, uh, again, this we're recording on August 18th, meaning when this goes live on the station, August 19th, the new episode of Flagged for Content uh, by Darth Plato, his podcast about flags will be up, and I am the guest, so be sure to look up Flagged for Content uh, on your various uh, podcatching apparatus. And uh, check it out. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we talked about a lot of flags. So, yeah, check that out. Now, that being said, it's the weekend weird. So, uh, I figured, uh, David, how about you go first this week? Or, wait, who went first last time? I think David should go first because he sounds like he's got more on his plate. Yeah, David. He's go more prepared than we are, which empty. is usually to this point the... Uh, the way it goes. But. Yeah, well, I mean, David is nothing if not prepared, so. <laughs> sure, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'll right. go first. <laughs> okay, buddy, let's let's hit it. What you got? 
Okay, so have either of you gentlemen seen that show, Skinwalker Ranch? The, uh... I, I, I forget not. the full name of the show. Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch? Something like oh, yes. that. I keep meaning to watch it. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've heard of it. Apparently, it's like three seasons deep now. And yeah, they now still this have a, not uncovered that secret. Is this a fictionalized account? Like a... Like a or is it like a documentary type series? It is a documentary series because Ooh. it follows the gentleman who bought the ranch. Um, from Bigelow. A, yes, yes. So he bought the ranch from uh, the previous owner, um, uh, Robert Bigelow, founder of Bigelow Aerospace. He uh, he was the one who oh, sold the ranch. The person who bought it was uh, Brandon Fugel. Really? Because there was some speculation that it was actually Robbie Williams. Mm, yeah, see, it, it says in this interview, because I do an interview with this gentleman here, um, okay. and, you know, I just, I, I'm I'm curious about the interview a little bit, so I read a little bit about it. I'm just amazed that there's three seasons so far. That hey, and they still quick. don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's a, uh, uh, Brandon Fugel's a businessman, chairman right. of Col- Colliers International. Oh, wow. Um so he he ended up buying this ranch as like a, a skeptic. He was he was curious about yeah. it. He decided he wanted to make a TV show of it. But apparently, in the three seasons they've been doing this, there's been some shit that's gone down. That's that's pretty common for Skinwalker Ranch. You tend to go in a skeptic and come out screaming. Yeah. So you know, one of the highlights of the interview is he talks about that like there have been a number of TV film crew members who have refused to come back to the ranch. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's just, it's a very bizarre invest investment, but it, apparently it it's paying off for him now at this point because well, he's got yeah yeah with so, a TV um, show it yeah. would you know mm. uh, let let me see if I can dig up some quotes here. So yeah, he says sure. that he started off as a skeptic, mm-hmm. he's become a believer, and is now an experiencer. So apparently he's run the whole gauntlet here right yeah and uh for those that don't know experiencer is now the uh catch-all term for people that actually experience stuff and are not just people that believe in it so like i guess technically i'm an experiencer uh uh clark wayne's an experiencer so yeah you know yeah so i'm gonna read a couple of quotes here because i find them interesting right so um, he conducted this interview with uh, Christina Gomez of the YouTube channel Paradigm Shifts. Mm-hmm. And in the interview, um, Brandon, he characterized the ranch as having an intelligence, stating, quote, Consciousness definitely plays a key role in what is occurring on the property. We are also dealing with entities and phenomena that are definitely a few steps ahead of us. We are not in control. That is clear. The forces we are dealing with have command over space-time, over the environment in a way that is unexplained, that is baffling and disturbing. We truly are dealing with advanced physics. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm very curious about that, because we are going to cover Skinwalker Ranch at some point. Yes, we are going to do an episode. Yeah, this is me kind of my dipping my toe into the waters here. Is that what you're Um, dipping? Yeah, 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 I'm not going to go balls deep yet. <laughs> okay, but, um, okay, good, good, good. So so furthering this thing, Brandon also revealed, quote, I've offered Bob Bigelow the opportunity to come back out to the ranch, as well as several of the other people who served on the ranch prior to my acquisition, and they've not only refused, but have been adamant that they have no desire to set foot on that property ever again. Oh, wow. 
Mm-hmm. That's and interesting. Apparently, uh, during the filming of the third season, there were a whole bunch of disturbing things that had happened that they hadn't even put in the documentary series that's on the History Channel, I believe. Okay, so uh, Hulu would probably be your best way to check it out. Yeah, I believe it's on Hulu. It might be on Discovery Plus. Um, probably on the History app if you have cable. Yeah, so apparently there's going to be some stuff rolling out, like what apparently is going to be a fourth season of the show. Maybe they'll finally find the secret. Um, now, they do have a whole bunch of people working on it. Um, yeah, so it's just it's it's very interesting to me that we're still getting information about this. Very much so. Well, I mean, if you've ever read uh, the book by George Knapp about uh, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, it's actually really interesting, but I am going to say that the account... David, do you remember um, the daytime ended from uh, season 11 of Mystery Science Theater 3000? Mm-hmm, yes. It reads a lot like that movie. Fair enough. Oh, okay, here's one detail that I found that I wanted to share. Sure. Um, so, Thomas Winterton, the ranch manager and superintendent, apparently had a serious health issue that arose while he was digging around the ranch, um, which he was told not to do by natives of the area. There's um, also... Uh, I, I hate to interrupt, but like mm -hmm. uh, one of the things of the previous owners before Bigelow bought the ranch, uh, the family featured in the book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, uh, mm -hmm. they were told by the owners before them, uh, they were not allowed to dig on the ranch. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, so uh, the specific health condition he faced, apparently he had a mysterious and painful scalp condition that separated his scalp from his skull. Jesus. And then there was a buildup of fluid that the doctors could not explain. What the fuck? Right. He also talked about enduring manifestations of an entity that followed him home from the ranch. That uh, they, happens mm -hmm. a lot, actually. Apparently, they captured uh, footage on his security cameras of some of the activity. Ooh, very so, cool. So, yeah, I think um, we're, we're going to have to start kind of putting together something about Skinwalker Ranch. Cause we, we've been talking about it since, I think, uh, like a few weeks into the actual podcast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna we're gonna go into it, um, David. I highly recommend you read "Hunt for the Skinwalker" by George Knapp. He also has a sequel se uh, book called uh, "Skinwalkers at the Pentagon." I, I'm not joking. That is the name of the fucking book. I'm excited. That sounds fun. Yeah, no, but that book actually talks about the uh, tagalongs, where uh, people will mm -hmm. go and like check out Skinwalker Ranch and come home, and the phenomenon. Follows them, which right? Is, now, Mike, have you heard of Skinwalker Ranch? What are your thoughts on that? So, I've heard the name, and mostly what I know about it, I just you know heard now. <laughs> um, Kevin, of course, says some stuff about it, but I'm like, tunes it out. Yeah, not tunes it <laughs> out, but it's like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, it does not stick around because it's like. Mike has to deal with people more than I do. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't have an opinion about it. I, they, no. they should bring me out there. Oh, dude, no. you would never see a thing. 
now now are you familiar with the idea of like werewolf type creatures or dogmen that have been seen there um i've heard of that yes okay okay because that's one of the big common uh things there is that there's like some sort of because the the skinwalker and I, i mean don't quote me on this i'm sure i'm probably butchering some detail but the skinwalker is kind of analogous to uh to a werewolf in uh, certain Native American cultures. Kind of, but, you know, we I plan on doing an episode yeah. about werewolves and dogmen, and we will talk about the skinwalkers some. Yeah, because it is something that is distinct, and I don't want to paint it with a broad yeah. brush, but just for the purpose of the discussion. It, let's just say it's a shape-shifting human that can take on the form of a wolf, etc., mm-hmm. etc., yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there's also some parallels there to the the Wendigo, maybe. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe mm. not. I don't, maybe I've just offended Marvel's somebody. Wendigo. I don't know. Marvel's Wendigo, maybe. Let's go with that. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I yeah, mean, that- it's got werewolves. It's got poltergeists. It's got UFOs. It has cursed grounds. It's, it's got, got dogs everything. being burned into uh, sticky spots. Does it have a breakfast bar? No, that doesn't have everything. Yeah, oh god damn it, Mike! It, it, it's a potpourri of uh, stuff, though. Yeah, it's definitely like a. Uh, uh, if we talk about it on the show, it probably happens. There, there's even poltergeist activity. It's crazy. Yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. going to be a multi-parter if you if you think mm-hmm. about it. I think it's going to have to be a two or three parter, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know what the audience is thinking. They're like Mike. But a breakfast bar isn't supernatural. But I, I disagree. I don't know. It, the, the, the way that bacon never seems to run out. I know. It just <laughs> it's magic. It's a never-ending bacon bowl, powered by the god by ancient astronauts. Could be. So yeah, well that's great. Okay, I, I'm gonna have to check the show out then. See, I thought it was a fictionalized thing, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was a, a documentary series. Yeah, so, and I, I think my I think my wife had watched like the first few episodes, but didn't continue it. Not like not a judgment or anything on it, but stuff happens. Know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, so much shit to watch right now. We're living in a golden age of television. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, uh, Mike, I'm gonna let you go next with your next one. And David, thank you for that because I always love talking about Skinwalker Ranch because that is just like bananas. Oh yeah. What you got, Mike? So, well, I guess I'll talk about my personal thing because it's more, I think yeah. it's more relevant. So, when I woke up yesterday, well, sometime yesterday, you know, I think it started after I woke up. I, I, and I had this happen before, like several years ago. I started having, I uh, basically all day had basically deja vu. Like you'd done the day before, or no, like no, just, just like, individual instances. It feels more like, you know, like I had dreamt this and I was remembering it. Interesting. It it definitely makes when it's happening all the time. No matter what your mindset, it makes you think, makes you question the validity of linear time. Interesting. It's not like debilitating or anything. It's just like you know, flashes. Like I'm doing something, I see something, I hear something, just like deja vu, and it. You know, makes me think this happened before, but it didn't. Hmm. Now it could be a brain tumor. <laughs> I don't know, but like that I said, it's always possible. Yeah, it happened six, seven years ago for just one day, and then went away. 
that hadn't happened again till yesterday. Happened a little bit today too, but not as much. So, you know, I'm just chalking it up to human brains are weird. That's interesting, though. Uh, I actually heard a thing on uh, another podcast recently saying that, um, you know, the reincarnation wheel, the idea that we, we go through the various lives until we reach Nirvana. Okay. You mean Ka? Is that? Sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm quoting the Dark Tower. God Ka's damn it. wheel. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Sai. <laughs> so, uh they were saying, well, what if it's not just, you know, you're reliving the world every time you're reborn? What if you relive your life until you get it right? Like you're you're in a loop in your own life. Like and video game logic? Like you're sort of like you're jumping. Uh, like every time you relive, it's another reality being spun off until you finally, you know, well, live your life correctly. And that's what deja vu is. I don't believe that. At I all. know here's, that, but it's an interesting here, idea. Here's here's here. Let me just shoot holes in that. Oh, fuck. So due to, you know, not only chaos theory, but just the branch of branching of probabilities, say I've thought about this, too, like. I have, you know, get a little personal here. You know, my dad died in around 97. Yeah. And I've thought many times, you know, like, you know, obviously I wish that hadn't happened. But I think about the ramifications that would have happened. I would be in a completely different place right now. Oh, yeah. If if he hadn't. God, I don't even know where we'd be. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I definitely would have not all the same friends I have now. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have the same, you know, job. Would yeah. have done a lot of the same things. So, I don't know. I mean, would I have ever gone to Dragon Con? Would I have ever met, you know, a bunch of the friends I talk to online every day? Right. It, well, it just, it just kind of one of those things. It's like little changes or big changes snowball so much that. If you are reliving basically a loop, you know, when you got one thing right, well, everything else would be completely different. Right. I think about that, too, though, because, like, I have this thing where I think, okay, just one tiny thing. Let's go back. Not even in my life. Let's go back to one tiny thing with uh, my mom. Like, her and her mother didn't get along, Mike. You know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So... She says, hey, if you move from Morton to Vicksburg, I'll put you in my will. And I was already born at this point. I was one year old. And my mom said, yeah, all right, I'll do that. What if she didn't? Yeah. I'd still be in Morton (laughs) with no internet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be living across the street from my grandmother's old house uh, on a farm running a grocery store. Probably. <laughs> it wouldn't have met me. Wouldn't have met you. Wouldn't have met that shit. I wouldn't have met anybody. Even I, even if think about this though, even if she had just stayed had stayed there for like a year or two and you know gotten sick of it and we're like, we don't care. We're just we're still moving. That still would have completely changed everything. You would have thrown the timeline. Probably off. would have you know you know, when you moved here, you know, your dad had to find a job here. Well, I mean, like, and we moved to Vicksburg first. Oh, yeah, Vicksburg. So That's then, well, Vicksburg, yeah. yeah. Whatever, you know, 
would have probably found a different house in Vicksburg, you know, different, you know, at a different time, it would have been different job opportunities. That probably would have yeah, been. Yeah, never would have come to Jackson. Might, might not have never come to Jackson. Might have come to Jackson sooner or later with different sets of, uh, you know, Yeah, criteria. no, it's insane. Uh, just the minor things that could change. David, you ever think about that? Well, now I'm full of existential dread. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's the whole <laughs> no, point. But no, I mean, as you're as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about stuff like, you know, uh, I first met Holly completely unprompted because I'd had a bad evening with uh, my parents when I was living with them. Right. Um, you know, and I, I was in a bad mood. And I'm like, hey, do you want to meet? And she's like, OK, yeah, meet me at the graveyard, which uh, it's, it's an interesting story. And I'll share it another time. But um, I yeah, no, it. it was just had I not had I not gone to the graveyard to meet this 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 woman, you know, I you know, I'd be in a much different place now. Yeah. yeah. So hell, I mean, this podcast wouldn't be happening. That's so, true. So we're just the the our current lives are just the sum of all these, either our choices or happenstance that happened to us, and it's just it's it's kind of like you know when you think about the existential dread that comes about thinking well if you know if I hadn't been conceived at right at that moment or it had been. You know, a different sperm would yeah, I be well, this way? What if Daddy pulled out? Yeah. yeah. What, what know, if I were a stain on the bed? She what, what if you know had been so that a child had been conceived a day later? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, and with me especially, like my parents had sex three times. <laughs> I'm a little which, alarmed that you know this. I I, yeah. I think this is mostly mostly sub. Uh, Guessing, I'm 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 guessing, hopeful, but like hopeful. just knowing what my mom looked like, I'm like that's the word I was looking for. I'm I'm <laughs> guessing my dad was like, I guess we better have kids. Oh God, okay, oh, no. oh Lord, God Christ, okay, let's get this done, Jesus. Twenty years later, Hi. how much older was your were your sister than you? My sister, uh, the year she started college was the year I started kindergarten. Well, Jesus yeah, Christ. So. So, like, 18, 17 years older than you? No, about 14, 14 15. Years. Okay. 14 years later. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's fucking nuts. Oh, man. That's... Yeah, but the deja vu thing, I find it fascinating, yeah. really. That, that's and, nearly like four presidential terms later. Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> four presidential terms later. Income Nixon, it's like... Maybe we should try this again. Yeah, Every no, time seriously. a new political party takes the White House, it's time to climb on up. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I was born when Jimmy Carter took office. <laughs> How's that for horrifying? Yeah. But, no, to get back to the, the original thing, it's... it. I mean, I... I would like for it to me to actually have been, you know, seeing, you know, having memories of glimpsing the future i just wish i'd give myself the lottery numbers that's what i always say when i have those moments where it's not just deja vu it's like i specifically remember a dream for years and then it happens and i'm like oh this is the most bullshit project i really really needed to know i talked to a short guy about star wars and roses <laughs> well i just i just chalk it up to our brains are really good at being stupid Sure. So, um, my first one, at least, uh, that I've got, 
I would like for y'all to go into the Weekend Weird Talk and click on the DailyMail.co.uk link I posted on the 14th. Because I want y'all to see the photo in this story. Okay? Mm, So, the thing is, after 32 years, the article says, the most spectacular UFO photo ever captured, or the first glimpse of America's fabled top-secret Aurora spy plane program. Uh, This is from the DailyMail.com, so it's UK. Uh, This photo has been talked about for 30-something years. It is the Calvine photo. Uh, let's see. It says at 9 p.m. after a long day in a hot kitchen, uh, we don't. Re- let's see. Two young men were working as chefs. We still don't know who these two guys are. But uh, at 9 p.m. after a long day in a hot kitchen, they drove about 13 miles north along the A9 to Calvine, a spot on the edge of the Cairngorms, for a walk in the hills. Uh, I'm wondering if they mean 9 a.m. Because this photo is not taken at night. No. But, uh... Anyway, they they see... I mean, it could have been infrared film, but then the trees would be white and not black. Yeah. So, they take this photo of what looks like a flying saucer and an airplane Mm -hmm. in the same shot. Mm -hmm. And this is considered by many to be the most spectacular UFO photo ever captured. Um... Friggin' uh, paranormal Reddit is going insane over this thing, mm-hmm. and um, it's not that impressive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm a little underwhelmed. Are, you're, you're. You're not whelmed at all. I'm. I'm. Uh, the the whelm I'm experiencing. Uh, is not even palpable. Um, you know what I think? What? It's hanging from that tree. You know, I thought that too. And that's the one thing no one seems to think. Everybody's going for this. There's a pond in the foreground, and there's actually like a reflection in the pond of something else. And it's like, maybe it's a mountain, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it could be fucking string in a tree. Mm-hmm. Because um, they're not on the same plane, I, mean, I see him holding the picture. I don't see any pond because it, no, no. it starts just yeah. below the top of the no, fence. No, I see you. But like, like even higher up, you know, where you get a better picture, a better shot of the picture. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, but I'm saying like seeing the full picture, there's no pond. Well, that's the thing. They found where the photo was taken. Oh, yeah, taken. they found it, but that's not in the picture. No, it's not. But um, it's... I don't know. I don't understand why everybody's going nuts over this. Um, Everybody is coming up with every kind of speculation about it. You know, it's Mirage. It's uh, it's one thing. Somebody was like, what if this is just like the fucking cap uh, camera aperture? Could be. Because those are diamond shaped. Yep. And for those who uh, aren't looking it up, what we have is a. Ruddy gray sky. Some it's a tre- black and white picture. Yeah, it's a black and white photo. It's a ruddy gray sky. Uh, there are some tree limbs at the top. Uh, at the bottom, there is like a bush in one corner, a uh, barbed wire fence, and there is a diamond-shaped UFO in the sky that's supposed to be moving really quickly, but is extremely clear in the photo with a blurry plane that is obviously moving. 
Uh, let's not say it's extremely clear because like the photograph like you can't really make out any details okay yeah Yeah. but it's clearer than the plane yeah a bit it looks it's sharper yeah like whatever let's say that the edges of it are sharper than the edges (laughs) of the plane now i will say looking at that do you know what one person theorized it is Hmm. floating island (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like that maybe you're a brave man you know that the, the breath of the, the wild the more i look at it the more the aperture thing seems more likely because it's mm-hmm. the only thing that's even vaguely close to in focus yeah like the near trees aren't in focus the far plane isn't in focus the fence that's kind of is blurry in the middle ground is blurry i think what we're looking at is the diamond shaped aperture with the line down the middle and and look at that the film grain it wasn't very good film so it could have been like a you know like a light like reflection a cheaper, thing. Well, a cheaper camera. Mm, that too. Which, you know, because more expensive cameras have the, the more hexagonal uh, mm-hmm. shutter and apertures. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of your cheaper cameras, like, you know, for people that didn't use film mm-hmm. in the audience, like 110 cameras and stuff like that would usually have the, the two blades that come mm-hmm. together and would form that kind of diamond shape. Yep. Because you'd have, you know, it'd be two layers of the the shutter and aperture and and they'd close at you know different angles now the thing is the aperture thing that came from me yeah and it's it's quite a uh astute you know reasoning thank you because i mean it's dead center of of the photo is the other thing is dead it is dead center center. Mm -hmm. so like 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 i couldn't even with my camera phone with the the bars on it that you know the the framing uh bars I can't center things that well. No. I think this is a... I think what happened is somebody saw an airplane and wanted to take a picture and took a picture, got developed, and said, holy shit, UFO. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty spot on. And uh, nobody... The, the thing is, the rumors of this thing have been going around for a long time because the Scottish government sat on this. Mm-hmm. They confiscated the photo... It never got released, and an 83-year-old man that kept a copy of it is how we are seeing this. Yeah. So, um, I, I think everybody just got hyped up, and now that it's mm-hmm. here and it's underwhelming, they're just like, no, no, this is great. I have seen every kind of AI augmented version of this. I have seen it inverted. I have seen sharpening in Photoshop. I have seen people crudely draw details in in ms paint (laughs) of this photo uh i have seen people trying to determine what type of military plane that this is it's obviously quote-unquote giving chase um and it looks a little bit like it might be a crop duster i don't know but the point is it's shockingly underwhelming and Mm -hmm. uh i feel bad for the ufo community on reddit because like i want something to be real i want them to catch this i want them to catch a fucking ufo with a lasso hanging out the bottom (laughs) trying to hook a cow what what i love about this is i'm going through this article and it's like this is a fantastic ufo article this is the or the the, there's a fantastic ufo photo this is the best ufo photograph i've ever seen and like what does that tell you about the rest of of the photographs of I UFOs. Know, man. That's the bad part. This is the best, and it's shit. <laughs> oh, damn. So I was, for some reason, I was thinking this was like the, the 60s or no, no, 70s, 1990. 90. Like I said, 1990. So 
Yeah, judging, I mean, that could be an airliner with its, you know, kind of swept, link, swept yeah. wings. Well, the the only, the only planes that have been put up against this are military. With them going, I think it's this kind of fighter plane. Mm, no, because... Uh, the wings the, aren't the right shape for that. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they could be. They'd be very stubby kind of... Mm-hmm. Usually, when wings have that much on a fight on a military aircraft, when they have that much kind of sweep to them, right. they're usually a delta configuration where the wing goes all the yeah, way no. to the back. Yeah, I understand. Um, but this doesn't. I mean, it could be it's like got a tail. Could be a military like cargo plane or something. Oh, like a C ten or something. Yeah, I don't think it's a fighter because no. that would be a very weird, like kind of diamond shaped wing in the middle of a plane. Maybe it's the UFO. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's the UFO. <laughs> it's like, and then, like, the two guys that took the photo are going to come out. What the hell are you talking about? That's an aperture. We're talking about the little speck. <laughs> the speck is the UFO, you bastards. So, I don't know. I just feel so bad because I'm desperate to believe in a lot of ways, but not this desperate. Yeah, this ain't it, Chief. This ain't yeah. it. Sorry, guys. Um, this, this is a. Uh, I've had photos fucked up like this before where you see the aperture. So, um, yeah, and the, the very bright kind of overcast sky in the back mm-hmm. means that it would be very washed out, which mm-hmm. could lead an automatic aperture to crank it down. Yep. Also, the fact that it's split right down the middle with a light top and a dark bottom, I've seen that on uh, cameras. Like old mm-hmm. school cameras before. So oh, the uh, the uh, I forget what that's called. I saw a thing, but the where where it has like that circle in the middle mm-hmm. that has that. Yeah, that is well. That's part of the viewfinder, so yeah. that wouldn't be in the picture. Well, I mean, but I mean, I've had something like that turn up on photos. So yeah, typically when um, I was taking, and here's the thing: it's typically when I'm taking a photo of the sky. I mean, that could just be uh, the uh, artifact of the. Uh, the clouds could just be a line that's from a darker to a lighter area of the clouds. Uh, maybe. I'm not going to argue but, about yeah. that, but we're we're all three in agreement that this is not More than the likely. UFO yeah. we're looking oh, for, yeah. most no. likely. Yeah. I mean, it could be a... Uh, maybe a floating island. It's a, it's a bridgeless uh, Star Destroyer coming right at us. Mm, mm, got knocked <laughs> off. It's crashing. That's yeah. what it is. So now that I say that, that's kind of what it looks like. It kind of does, doesn't it? Maybe they just photoshopped the bridge out. Mm. I don't know. That's what that that military plane in the background took it out. Oh, right, right. It's uh, the Rebel Alliance, but they had a budget cut. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Their X-Wing became just a regular (laughs) V-Wing. Yeah, it just became a wing. Wow, poor bastards. (laughs) Well, that's that's my first one, and uh, thank you guys for humoring me with that, because, like, God, I wish it was real, and, like, everybody was talking about how it's his amazing photo, and when I looked it up and found it and read the story, I'm like, oh, no. God damn it. Kevin. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank gonna make, you, Mike. I'm going to make a skeptic out of you yet. Well, no, I'm already a skeptic <laughs> because I want to believe so bad. I got to be careful, man. No, see, see, you're uh, you're responsible with your... Uh, My beliefs? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm very proud of myself for that actually, especially my astute observation about the uh aperture. So let's move on, David. What else what else have you got there, bud? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a choice, all right? Uh-oh. So 
I have an article about like the day the di- uh, the day the dinosaurs died, maybe. Or <laughs> I have a few Bigfoot sightings in my county. God damn it! Oh, that's not fair. Here's the thing, man. I even read that there were Bigfoot sightings in Hemet. As like, if David doesn't bring this up. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to choose. I ah, fuck. Let's do let's do the Bigfoot. Mike. All right, Mike. Yeah. You get a vote as well. Um. Hmm, I do like me some dinosaurs. I know, but like, but but I think the Bigfoot's more. Oh, we can tear you know, into it better. It's it's more our bag, man. It is our bag. Yeah, and I've got a number of sightings here. I've got six of them. I'm only going to read like the best one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization website, and Whoa, they have an index. Love those uh, guys. Yep. Uh, so a quick uh, thing here. They have a classification system. Oh, is this the type one, two, and three? Yeah. So this is uh, they they have it as A, B, and C, class A, oh. class B, class C. Oh wow. So, okay. I guess so it depends gonna, on the Bigfoot yeah. hunters you're dealing with. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and read a class A uh, okay. sighting. The only one on the list here for my county, but. Uh, Class A reports involve clear sightings and circumstances where misinterpretation or misidentification of other animals can be ruled out with greater confidence. For example, there are several footprint cases that are very well documented. These are considered Class A reports because misidentification of a common animals uh, can be confidently ruled out. Thus, the potential for misinterpretation is very low. Okay. So now, this is the best stuff they offer, basically. Okay. Now, is this, uh, when you say footprints, do we know if these are the typical man-shaped print like I managed to buy from a uh, Bigfoot expert at the Natchez Bigfoot Fest? Or is this the more rare three-toed variety like we saw during... Uh, weren't there three-toed tracks during the uh, Boggy Creek, Creek incident? Yes. Um, the website does not say anything about that. Ah. Uh, for because I, I just I literally read just like here's what a class A is okay. supposed to be. All, All right. right. But let, let me go ahead and read this class A sighting from yes. uh, Riverside County, California. Please do. All right. This was in May of 1979, and just Ooh. for the record, the sightings here occur from 79 to 2008. And there are at least three articles that have been written about these things. Okay. Well, Um, let me ask you real quick. You're in, uh, are you in Northern California or Central California? I'm in Southern California. So Cal. Okay. But we do have forest land around us. Okay. I I live uh, next to a national forest, actually. Okay. Well, you know, Bigfoot is uh, definitely a West Coast kind of guy normally. So. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and let's uh, go ahead and read. This will be fun. Okay, so this was taken. Uh, th- this was recorded in May of 1979, mm-hmm. Riverside, California. Uh, it was at the Desert Hot Spring Condominium Complex, approximately 10 miles north of Palm Springs. So it's just on the other side of the mountain uh, that I can see out my window. Okay. Di- uh, wait, condo. David. Yeah, are you, are, I, I are know. You, I know. I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. <laughs> okay. I just want to know: Did they turn Bigfoot down for a condo because of his race? It could be. It could okay. be. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, this occurred in Desert Hot Springs, California. I've been mm-hmm. there. It's it's hot. So, <laughs> okay. Observed. Here we go. 
was going back to close shop at approximately 10 p.m. in the northern desert above Palm Springs, California, and saw a huge light tan-colored biped with soft blowing hair. Because I was in a small VW bug with a light pointing down the street upon leaving the driveway, facing out into the desert. I froze there with my dim headlight on, and it too froze there completely still. I flashed my worthless high beams at it, and it took two giant steps backwards, and then one to my left, its right, and then was gone into the dark. I was overcome with severe fear, panic, anxiety, and had to return home again. I was armed with a 45 at the time and was still worried that if I shot it, it would be a, it would be real trouble. Enormous, with a chest the size of a refrigerator, arms that hung below the knees and were still huge. I did not speak with anyone about it right away because whoever heard of a desert Bigfoot, but later found out the locals call him Yucca Man. <laughs> Yucca Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Yucca Also bush. noticed, I went out the next day armed for a walk out there, and you couldn't t- uh, tell a footprint for your life out there. Well, it's a desert. Right. Other witnesses, his girlfriend who could not dig her glasses out in time to see it. <laughs> Other <laughs> stories, I heard it terrorizes the Marines at the 29 Palms base. I don't know that you can terrorize a Marine. Um, right. Oh. Um, yeah, you can. It's called uh, arithmetic. Ooh. Ooh I'd like to apologize to our armed forces listeners. No, just Marines. Just Look, Marines. Every, everyone will tell you uh, if you give a Marine a ball bearing, you'll get it back in pieces. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Let, oh, God. Okay, David, what else? What? what who, who are the other witnesses? Okay, so there was literally just this guy and his girlfriend who could not get her glasses out, but I do have the follow-up investigation report by Richard Hucklebridge, which is a great name. Man, you need a Hucklebridge in this situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go and read this very brief uh, investigation report. Okay. I called Brian, and we went over his short visual encounter of a very large hairy creature he observed on the north side of the remote desert hot spring condominium located on Indian Avenue, north of Highway 10. At the time of the sighting, that area around his condo was just plain desert and remote with no other buildings or homes in that area. There is not a lot to add to the story. So, the location of the condominium is located about 10 miles east of the San Bernardino Mountains uh, and the Morongo Indian Reservation, about 7 miles northeast of the San Jacinto Mountains, and 7 miles to the east of Joshua Tree National Monument. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. A few miles to the north are some lower desert mountains in the 29 Palms areas, and the south is the town of Palm Springs, and a little further south, the Santa Rosa Mountains. Hmm. So, um, apparently the creature was about 150 feet away from him and his vehicle's headlights, which are on low beams at the time. He switched them over to the high beams, uh, but, you know, uh, he couldn't see the complete creature due to the poor lighting system on his vehicle and the height of the creature. Um, so, witness stated at the time he was filled with absolute terror and fright, plus he was completely shook up during this very short sighting period. The witness stated that he was a Vietnam veteran and could understand why seeing something like this would shake him up so much. The witness seemed to be very credible in his rendition of what took place back in 1979 during the encounter. I believe that Brian saw a large creature from the shoulders down for a very short time, and it still bothers him because of the effects that occurred to him during that sighting. The next day, this witness stepped off 50 large steps between his vehicle and where the creature was seen, but he couldn't see any footprints or anything else that might have been of value. 
What's interesting is the fact that this creature was seen in a total desert location, even though there are mountain areas within a few miles of this location. This fucking reminds me of um, Iga. Yes. Like, literally. Iga. This, and I'm one, you know, and here's the thing. Iga was shot uh, in that area. Deep. So there might have been... Do you um, think it was Richard Keel? <laughs> right, right. No, but um, because Ego was shot in that area, and they mentioned the Yucca Man, I think Ego might have been partially Based inspired on by previous sightings. Because Ego came out in like the late 1960s, right? Yeah. Um, so this, this occurred in 1979, but apparently, according to this guy's report, uh, there were like... Marines who had seen it at the 29 Palms base. And the other thing about okay. this sighting, um, even though it's at a condominium, uh, there's still a lot of desert there at that time. Sure, Cause, yeah. Yeah, because that area was for all the rich people from L.A. to come have, like, these desert houses, and they kind of spread themselves out. So, now, just interesting. I just, I don't know what this guy was actually wearing, but I picture him, like, shaggy blonde hair, like a Unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt, beach shorts, flip flops. He's driving a Volkswagen bus. Maybe, maybe s- it was Arch. Uh, maybe it was Arch Hall Jr. Oh, after he let himself <laughs> out of Hollywood. Mike is so totally fucking lost right now on this ego thing. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> do you know who? Do you know who Richard Keel is? No. Okay, Richard Keel played uh, Jaws in the James Bond movies. Okay, the yeah. big, huge dude the, with the teeth. The name sounded familiar, but... Yeah. Okay, just picture him dressed as a caveman. Okay. Okay. Now, I have one other question about this creature, though. Mm-hmm. Are we sure it's not just a Busey? Right, it could potentially be a Busey. It could just be a desert hippie. I mean, those, <laughs> yeah, those do exist know. still out there. I, I've been are- down there enough to see them. Pieces are notoriously scrawny, and they said like a chest the size of a refrigerator. That's true. What about which could abuse? be Richard Keel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's very. I mean, because like that dude was not small. Mm-hmm. Or what if it was Andre the Giant? Mm. I think he was probably no, no. I think he was in Canada at the time, if I recall my Andre the Giant mm-hmm. wrestling yeah. history. Yeah, but do we know how far he'd look, go for look, beer? He he drank mm. about three or four kegs of beer mm-hmm. and wandered out into the desert. Where's the beer? From Saskatchewan, yes, <laughs> himself in the deserts of Southern California. Um, <laughs> well, you in know, search of a if, keg. Look. A normal person gets really drunk and their benders can get really wild. I can only mm-hmm. imagine Andre the Giant's really oh. drunk benders are just. Oh, some he of the stories about him, man. He doesn't have <laughs> benders, he has breakers. I, I wouldn't so, be surprised if he, you know, Andre the Giant's, you know, stories are like him waking up in Tokyo naked, you know, on the top of like, you know, some building and. Not no record of him flying there or anything. He just like <laughs> appeared there. You, you're he not too far off. I recall flying, hearing a story flying. from Carrie uh, Elwes during the filming oh, of uh, the Princess Bride, where I guess uh-huh. like he had uh, where Honor the Giant had to get around on a golf cart, and he was hammered as shit. <laughs> yeah, because <that laughs> every time. That was like late in, later in his life, and his like right. wasn't, did he have bad knees oh, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, had a bad back, and well, I mean, yeah. pretty much everything. Look at him. I mean, the human the human system was not set up for such 
We're like spiders Prowess. in that once we hit a certain size, we just start breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, God, that's so, a, that's interesting. What else you I, got there? Well, I, I do I do just want to point out that like uh, that little detail from the the investigator about like how this guy is still shaken up by it. Um, you know, I remember the time I saw an owl in the desert. Um, like at night, it was like a white owl, and that shit still freaks me out and sticks out in my head. So, like whatever he saw, obviously, yeah. So. So deserts just freak people out. I guess it's just because it's so barren. Well, we expect it to not have life in it. Also, David, that's what they call a screen memory. You were actually abducted by aliens. Oh fuck! So, so <laughs> you know, it, it looked like it looked like one of those owls with like the gray faces, like like the oh, gray yeah. alien Barn faces. Owls. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, congratulations. Fuck, was I abducted. You might have been. Was I don't your, know. Was your butt sore afterwards? Actually, the thing oh. is, the more research I do, the less, I, <laughs> the more I realize they don't really do butt stuff. There'd be something right. over your dong. Well, and, um, and Mike, here's the thing: I eat a lot of spicy food. My Strieber. butt is always sore. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you do. It's a defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Stand back, motherfucker, or shart. <laughs> So I figure that's kind of a fun, it's a little like local thing for me. And I would suggest you guys go through the website and see what you have in your area. Okay. Yeah. I've tried to look at a lot of mine is like, it threw rocks at me from the woods. I'm like, that's your neighbors. I do have one from Lake Hemet uh, on. So, so uh, I'm going to dox myself here. I live in Hemet, California. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a sighting in November of 2000 uh, at Lake Hemet. Only 20 years ago. Yeah, so. So maybe I'll do that one next week in Weird. There you go. We'll do that. We'll, I'll tell you what, we'll look up like local stuff to talk about during Weekend Weird next time. Does that, does that sound fun? Yeah, I like that. Cool. It wouldn't okay. be a really a Weekend Weird, would it? It would be well, more of a paranormal in you. It'd be like a hostful from, uh, from uh, the old Nerdist podcast where it's Kevin. just them talking. No, no, Kevin, it's. It's sexy crib. Oh, sorry, it's sexy cryptids in your area. Ooh. Click here for more. I like we'll, this we'll idea. Call it loco local. Ooh, I like that too. Local local. Loco local. <laughs> loco and la capesa. So, uh, Mike, you got another one? So, some would say my next story isn't supernatural, but I have to say, what else is something that one has been talked about for? years but never seen and two a lot of people say can't actually exist is this a riddle it's it's, uh, it's, it's more of a you know my my story fits that and if that's not supernatural then what is it? is it a snickers bar no that what doesn't, doesn't have in its pockets no, kevin, kevin people believe snickers bars exist because they eat them yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> We're just sitting here doing Gollum voices, yeah. goddammit. So, uh, but no, I mean, it, I mean, it's just something that has been talked about forever. It's uh, nuclear fusion has been confirmed. California team achieved ignition. And ignition basically means a reaction that puts out more power than it takes to start it in fusion terms. Holy shit. Fuck yeah. Like, so, so you, like they actually did it. Yeah, I mean, it was all obviously for only uh, you know a couple of uh, fractions of a second, but it still at the time put out more power than it took to actually heat it and everything. 
which you know is obviously one of the steps on the on the road to making fusion actually happen because if you're just having yeah. to put more power into it than you're getting out well that's you know an interesting science experiment but it doesn't actually provide it's, power yeah it's not doing anything for you so they achieved this on in august 8th 2021 but of course due to peer review you know it, at the time they did say they achieved it but of you know, this has been peer reviewed and everything, and everybody that looked at the data and everything comes back and says, "Congratulations, yeah. you fucking did it!" Yeah, holy shit! So dude. it was the uh, Lawrence Livermore National Labs National Ignition Facility. You know, I'm glad you said that, and it wasn't like you know University <laughs> of California Literary Department. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to see. It doesn't say which one it, it is. is. I th I don't remember if this is their laser inertial. Uh, ignition facility or what or is it a uh, tokamak I don't remember I don't know what that so, means so they have there are several different fusion designs going around tokamak basically means a giant donut it's so uh, it's, like the uh, it's a magnetic confinement scheme where basically you have plasma held in this donut at basically think of the think of the inside of a donut hmm. not, a, not a filled donut but a but you, you know, said it's full donut. of plasma. Yeah. But it's, you know, in that in that donut shape, you have plasma, but it's using uh, strong electromagnets to keep the plasma away from the walls because there's no known material that can hold the plasma because right. it's, you know, hundreds of thousands of degrees yeah. Celsius. Mike, hmm. I saw donuts in the kitchen. Yeah. Can I have the donut? It's not my donuts. Shit. I can't give you a donut. Okay. And you shouldn't have a donut anyway. Fuck. But... The other one is we have one design that they built called the uh, laser inertial confinement, where basically it shoot. It, think of it like a pellet of, you know, whatever fissile material they're using. They shoot lasers at it from all directions, and so those lasers pushing in on it confine the plasma to the middle. I don't. It doesn't say which facility they were doing here but uh, do, 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 do. i should have read the article but i didn't <laughs> oh no read the full article but yeah no either way the fact that they can get more power out than put in is a big step no kidding and maybe not supernatural but definitely extra normal yeah it's super normal yeah <laughs> it's cool though i mean that's I, like you know this is like Next to cold, is this technically cold fusion? No, this okay. is hot, very hot fusion. Okay, because plasma know, and lasers and shit. Yeah. yeah, okay. Next to cold fusion, this is one of those things that everybody's been like trying to do. Or uh, room temperature superconductors. Yeah. Not since the McDLT have we achieved <laughs> something such as this. David, it keeps the hot side hot and the cold side cold. <laughs> But how do it know? <laughs> God damn it. So, uh, <clears throat> that is extremely interesting, though. Now, I don't really have a story to end it on before we get into the Golden Enrique Awards. But uh, I've already read this to Mike. So, David, mm -hmm. I know you I sent this to you earlier. I would like to read this word salad out loud. <laughs> 
Okay, this is this is. Let me explain. This is from a gentleman that I came across recently on a Discord. I'm not gonna name any names, but uh, he is currently being held in. He is from somewhere on the western seaboard of the United States. He is currently being held in a refugee camp full of Ukrainians in uh, Ireland because the EU won't let him in, and the EU won't let him in. Because he wants to explain to them the truth of UFOs. All right. Don't ask how I met this individual. (laughs) So I would like to read this in the way that I heard it in my head. Human religious mythology surrounds the ultimate objective of achieving a state of being where they exist in a place without biological restrictions outside of three-dimensional space. It's describing existing in as a fifth-dimensional being as the ultimate goal of social development. Any species capable of FTL travel could be expected to achieve the state of consciousness, meaning they could operate in the 3D world through direct travel or incarnate into the physical world from a fifth-dimensional existence. <clears throat> Well, those are sure some words. Uh, aren't they, though? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got subjected to that, and I've had to share it with everybody. That, it, that's just been taking up, you know, residence in your brain all day, hasn't it? No, because I never actually hold anything in from when I read it. I just... Well, I mean, just the thought of that existing. Oh, yeah. No, I read it, and I reread it, and then I read it a third time, and I kind of think what he's talking about is us... Uh, ascending to a higher plane of consciousness, maybe? Or <laughs> going to Costco? I don't know. I don't know, but um, one of our associates at work who kind of thinks like this, but much more clearly, mm-hmm. uh, kind of gets the idea of what he's talking about. And I honestly kind of do as well. But uh, the guy also said some stuff that sort of offended me. So, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> David, what do you think about it? Um, I'm still trying to process that jumble of words. No, it, okay. it, it basically rolled off my brain like, you know, water on a duck's back. Like, none of it stuck. All these words will be lost All I, like tears in rain. Yeah. It, it's just the same word salad as that. Has anyone ever even, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Kevin. To, to, as far down as looks like. Yeah, it, that, do to look more like yes. Yeah, it's the like, same kind it, of thing. Just th- this sounds like a four chan shit post. Like this sounds like literally it something does, I see on X. Mm-hmm. Which we're gonna get to X at the end of the whole thing, but I'm glad we've got an X thing coming, right? Yes, yes, we do. Okay, but, but I won't name names. But it did come from like a Discord you're on. It came so. from a Discord that involves skeptical analysis of the stuff we talk about. So this coming in there was. Uh, Man, barging wild, in. wild stuff. Weird, wild, Ed, Ed, that was some weird, wild stuff there, Ed. Barging in there and, like, throwing <laughs> his balls on the table. And yeah, like, pretty much. It's like Louie, the guy who comes in and repeatedly says his catchphrase, I'm gonna dip my balls in it. For all you 90s kids out there. And that is a deep cut to the state right there. Yeah. Not the deep state, just a deep cut to the state. Yes. So, now that we've uh, gotten that shit out of the way, um, so let's talk about the topic of the night, the Golden Enriquez. Now, thank you. So, 
the Golden Enriques, I thought, would be a fun thing to do where we we talk about, like, say, three subjects from each uh, season, I guess. I guess every 50 episodes, we go back, look at, like, three nominees for the most batshit theory or uh, batshit person, whatever, uh, from the whole series so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, determine who was craziest. Yeah. And this time, uh, we have put forward three nominees, and we did have an audience vote on this as well. Uh, but we're going to choose the winner ourselves. Uh, the nominees are. Let me find Guy's name. Well, you have a Jesus. very hollow stomach, Mike. I hear you batting at it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, quote, Dr. Gene Ray of Time Cube. David Icke for them lizard people. (laughs) And the one and only Dr. Alex Chu for his immortality bans and casual racism. (laughs) So, it's no secret that um, the winner, by a long shot, has been uh, Time Cube. Mm-hmm. Now, I I think it causes the most mental damage. Okay, that's fair, but the hardest to get through. Like I wasn't now, even David, on that episode, and I'm still traumatized. <laughs> I know, I know. Now, David, you were you were pulling for Alex Chu. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, why why do you think he's the most insane? Well, number one, we've gotten two episodes out of him so far. Okay, that's fair. Like, it's a very, very deep well. And Mm -hmm. my thing is, we're never going back to Time Cube because that well is poison. I I would posit that Time Cube, we could get several episodes out of it. We would just all be institutionalized at the end of it. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) But Alex, he is like this. I can't wait to dig more into his worldview because you keep teasing that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we'll we'll do that. in I guess season two, I suppose. But, Mm -hmm. you know, part of part of the reason I can see why Alex maybe wouldn't have won is because we're not sure how authentic his bat shittiness is either. Yeah, because there is the grift involved. Yes. The snake oil salesman. It could be all a Mm -hmm. a ruse. Yeah, because Time Cube guy didn't give a shit about making money. No, he that was that Mm -hmm. was a true believer in his wares. Yeah. But, I mean, Alex Chu, without a doubt, is fucking interesting. And even at nothing else, even if he's not interested in making money from, you know, his bullshit, he's still interested in being a shill for the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And the sex doll industry in China. I think that's more of a... Don't forget the incest porn. ...consumer (laughs) service there. Oh, God, yeah. The incest porn. Oh, Christ. Now, I was really backing David Icke here because David Icke has, like, a real impact on the world. Yeah, yeah. So, people have actually <laughs> taken action based on his bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know. Other than, you know, whipping out the Amex. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the UK, they burned down 5G towers because of his crazy-ass theory yeah. about 5G and the moon so was, and Jupiter so and the, the lizard pro- people. the progenitor of the 5G mm-hmm. paranoia? Yeah, he started that shit. Jesus. Yeah, David Icke started the 5G conspiracy. And, of course, um, you know, everyone else or a lot of other nut jobbers have latched onto that for their own. Fucking Alex know. Jones, everybody else. Makes the frogs right, gay. Right. 
the, the way that I see this is we have three very different cases. All of them are very interesting, mm-hmm. but for different ways. So for yeah. with David Icke, it's very much like damage on a mass scale. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh-huh. tangible, and, real world. And like uh, just spreading mm-hmm. anti-Semitism like a motherfucker. Yeah. Right. For Alex Chu, it, it's very much kind of like a very deep well of a person who can't help but like yeah. give away more and more it's, of himself. It's also looking at a like watching a very damaged person fall apart in real time right and then with uh uh with the whole time cube situation that's just insanity gene ray is yeah no that's just a very old man with some very weird ass ideas alex alex chu it's debatable whether i mean he obviously has some mental issues but Mm -hmm. is he actually you know crazy or not and david Uh, ike david ike i don't know if he believes it or not I mean, he he definitely has some paranoia streak going. I think he's also but, a more successful grifter grifter than Alex. Yeah, Chip. that's true. He is he is definitely making more bank on that. But he has been banned from he's been banned from Australia, but, New Zealand, and uh, did, Canada. Didn't he like run for office or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, he didn't make it. Of so, course. Well, yeah, no, but I I think that puts him more in a true believer, you know, camp that you know he's willing to you know put himself out there sure. on all this stuff and but yeah time cube guy just well, well but but here's the other thing you know david ike has been banned from places alex chu has banned an entire nation from getting his immortality rates. yeah if so you're, if you're from Taiwan, you you cannot <laughs> become immortal that's that's just how it is and I hate to say it, I, I as much as I wanted it to be David Ike, I have to agree that that it is it is fucking Time Cube. That is the most insane thing I think we've covered as far as just sheer. I mean, I I grabbed a quote and put it into the discussion so I could bring it up on the show, mm-hmm. and it this sums up like you know Alex Chu. Has got his batshit science. David Icke has got his weird, I can't believe you believe this stuff. Let me just reread a quote from the Time Cube website. First word said was that only one day could be used on Earth to not change the one day marshmallow. Yeah. No. That's just... The one day marshmallow. That's that's indecipherable. That is... if If there was an actual thought and meaning behind that it's impenetrable now let me just say that ghost forge one of our listeners uh says he thinks he understands what uh gene ray is saying on the time cube website and to that i just want to say ghost forge please stop we love you buddy don't do this to yourself just stop just don't do it sam don't do the writing about Time Cube. You don't need to. People like you for you. You don't have to. Don't do this to yourself. Don't, that, that's that's martyrdom down that path. Look, I spent a week trying to understand this stuff, and I'm still not right. Okay? <laughs> it makes me a better host for this show, but, like, you can't talk to me. Don't, don't look into the abyss for it don't, looks back at you. Don't fucking do it. Everything else about marshmallows. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and then there's like the whole naval thing and like the the shit about like each race has her own corner of the cube. Remember there's there's Black Day, White Day, Indian Day, and Asian Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the races. All the races. And then one guy said, minute. I'm half black, half white, and Gene Ray just got up and walked out. Wait a minute. So it's a cube but only has four sides? 
Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's a square. That's Times Square, not Time Cube. A cube has six faces. Uh, uh, We're still learning. (laughs) It's the gift that keeps on giving. Six faces, eight points. It's not giving, it's taking. It's taking our lives. Twelve, twelve uh, lines. Uh, so, I guess we're all in agreement, though, for the most part, that Doctor Quote Unquote Gene Ray, you posthumously have won the first annual Golden Enrique Award. Should we give him a round of applause? Okay. All right, that's that's there we go. That's yep. all you get, buddy. That is that is it cuz you won, we lost. Yeah. So that's that's we'll we'll have a more in-depth uh episode 100. We'll make a big production out of it. But uh we didn't get a lot of prep time cuz me and Mike are getting ready for Dragon Con and like I read fucking Zachariah Sitchin, and that fucking damaged me. Yeah. And I was in the hospital. This should have happened like two months ago, but I was in the hospital, so. Yeah. It just a lot of shit happened. So I apologize for this not being as big a deal as I wanted it to be. I was going to 3D, or I still am going to 3D print a trophy, but. Yeah. I actually have a 3D model of Enrique with his wand that we're going to 3D print. We're going to spray paint it and we're going to take photos and everything and use it for thumbnails and stuff every time we do the golden Enriques. So, and and if if any winner actually wants to claim it, we'll mail it to him. That's right. If Alex Chu <laughs> wins they, next year, they may have to pay postage, but you know, hey. That's the other thing. If you do the third episode, David, in season two, that yeah. that, that still makes yeah. him qualified. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like the Hugos or something. Mm-hmm. Any new, you know, season or whatever, if, as long as it's in that calendar year. Uh huh. So next time, buddy, it might be him. Alex Chu. No, I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, no, I really think he's, he stands a chance next time, because I don't know that we're going to say this in the hopes that I do find some really crazy shit, but I don't know that we're going to find anything <laughs> quite as crazy as Time Cube again. Ooh, we should also we should also uh, have a thing where, mm-hmm. you know, we do the Lifetime Achievement Award. Ooh. So if, oh. like, you know, uh, Alex Chu or, uh, name escapes me now, the other guy. That was in our list. David Ike? Uh, Ike, yeah. David Ike, if they pass. Oh, they're, they're they get the Lifetime Achievement the, Award. They're eligible for the Lifetime Achievement Award. Battle yeah. Royale rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thunderdome. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing is, like, maybe next time for the next Golden Enrique Awards, we can actually do a couple of awards. Because, you know, not mm-hmm. just, like, focusing on, like, crackpots, but also, yeah, no, like, we, what we was gotta... the most popular episode, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah, we need I'd to do categories. Which episode of ours had the most numbers? Oh, I can tell you right now. I already know it's the Graham Hancock episode. Fair Ooh, enough. So yeah, like, well, there should you know, probably be an award for Graham Hancock. Yeah, twenty to thirty downloads per episode, and then Graham Hancock is eight hundred and ninety. What the Jeez. balls happened there? I have no <laughs> idea, but eight hundred and ninety downloads for Graham Hancock, guys. Maybe it was just the name. Maybe, Maybe. They, they like me thought it was Herbie Hancock. <laughs> California knows how to party. Okay, we could we could also have like uh, 
most plausible. Oh, I like that. We'll come up with categories for next year. Yeah. So, and besides, we're just getting started. This is our first year. I have no intention of stopping this. Mike, you heard it. Yeah. You're fucked. (laughs) So, Uh, hmm. now remember. Google. How Mm -hmm. to fake my own death. (laughs) Hmm. It says that's really hard to do. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, David. I would love for X to give it to us right now. That would be amazing. And then we'll go into some questions. All right. So the title of this discussion is Black Holes. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm just going to read the comment. The the statement for this one? Yes. Yes. The statement for this thread. This is the original post. Uh Uh-huh. An even bigger crock of shit than that flat earth meme. Do you any of you actually think these things exist? To me, they're just cope for shit scientists, end quote, can't explain. Mike, you're up. God damn it. Mike, so, you just throw it straight at Mike like he's not gonna just like have a fucking aneurysm after that. Well 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 one, yes, for a long time. They were theoretical. Yeah, right? they were just theoretical. There, there was no empirical or observed evidence for black holes. Sounds but like they were, hoping to me. But, but there were, <laughs> there were areas that where the concept of a black hole made all the math fall into place. But then we got more sensitive telescopes and we're able to see. Well, there's got to be something really dense. At the center of galaxies. And it was Alex Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. But other than the Alex Jones galaxy, all the others seem now, to have uh, You're going to want to search uh, Alex Jones' black hole at the center of the galaxy. Don't search Alex Jones' black hole. You'll get some very bad results. I guarantee it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we observe, you know, galaxies. They have to, they're, they're what regular matter just didn't account for. Right. The mass that would be needed at the center of a galaxy. So supermassive black holes came about because mm-hmm. they were just so dense. Mm. And it just snowballed from there like anything else, like science does. Science loves solving questions. Right. I mean, to a lot of, I mean, to a lot of people that sounds like making shit up, which it is. I mean, it's making stuff up mathematically. And, then, and the, it's it's well it's it's a hypothesis. And a lot of people poo-poo the, the term hypothesis. Well, that, that just means you don't know anything. It's like, no, it means you have an idea of how, how to explain observed phenomenon. Yeah. And then you go on to try to prove it. Now, a theory becomes a hypothesis, and then a hypothesis yeah. becomes an answer, right? Yeah. yeah. Or it gets rejected, and you come up with a new theory. Well, yeah, so, so it starts theory, but hypothesis is a testable a way to, theory. Is a way to prove it. You come up with the... Uh, the criteria, yeah, to, yeah. W- for instance, with the black holes, it would be, you know, well, one, it's it got to have, it's warp, it's massive enough to warp light around it, yet not be, you know, directly observed, and um, small enough to fit in the space observed. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. so all that stuff. <laughs> so you know, the the, so yeah, you're right. I, I've skipped over the theory part, but the, the theory is making stuff up. But then the hypothesis is coming up with ways to prove it. And then, you know, you bear out that results through observations, you know, science. You science the shit, shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, you science the shit out of it. 
Well, well, here's the thing. I've got some replies for you from the thread. Okay. 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 Can I, okay. Yeah. Just. Just. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Mike, mm-hmm. you say this like you don't personally already know the flat Earth is the cooled skin upon the accretion disk of a black hole. Nice troll. Wait. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> the foreskin on the accretion disk of a black hole. It is the cooled skin upon the accretion disk of the black hole. That's what the flat Earth is. So we're on a flat <laughs> donut. <laughs> so is it? So it's not a flat disc. It's a ring around the. It's a the, record. Is it just a small disc that's on the accretion disc that's orbiting the no, black hole? No, it is the accretion disc orbiting would, the black that'd hole. Make it, that'd basically make it a sideways ring world. You know what else it would make it? Or really Ooh. slow. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. it'd be very impossible to do, but a halo ring world around a black hole. Oh, fuck that. Hey, good news. Pollution's not a problem. You just throw it straight up. Yeah. Well, I've I got don't... another theory for you. Oh, no. Okay, what's that? The Earth is a clock. Flat disc. What? I have pictorial proof from the thread for you. I posted oh. it, and uh, I'm posting it in host talk. Oh, good. I'm so happy yeah. for that. Uh, let me open the image and actually, like, paste it. Okay. Apparently, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, there we go. This oh, remi- that's why my keyboard's off, because I was afraid my cat was going to run over <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, there this, we go. The, There's your wait, proof. Uh, wait. What? Ooh, wait, what? <laughs> um, what? So, so it's a uh, picture. Now, that's not Earth. No, those aren't, like, what continents are those? What planet is this? <laughs> Oh, I love what? the befuddlement. That, yeah, what? no. That just raises further questions. <laughs> yeah, none of that geography fits any, even a distorted look, view. Look, of, maybe, here, here's the thing. This planet is a clock. Yeah, whatever sci-fi planet this is, it's a clock. But <laughs> it has the green continent versus the tan continent. It's It's camo earth. Yeah. It's desert camo versus jungle camo. And it's a clock. And so he takes he he, he takes the what? fact that there's a like what an ast it's a uh, ast- astrological clock inset on top of a regular clock what? as proof that this Earth <laughs> thing over here is a clock. Gosh, whoever this they, guy is who posted this what? is a runner-up for the Golden Rike next year. <laughs> it's what does <laughs> but I mean, the and the sounds like you got filtered bro and it I just want to know where this, this globe whatever map picture comes from because <laughs> that, that's all I got for did you they, did they create it themselves did they find it somewhere else is this like flat earth quote unquote canon what <laughs> You so, okay there, Kevin? No. I saw. I saw a. Fact. No, I'm not. I saw. Apparently, it was a. Uh, 
think it was Australian, like the Australian version of like the Today Show or something, where they had a you know flat what? earther on. Do you, do you know what the Australian version of Today is? Hmm. It's called Today. Yeah, that's that's why yeah. I think it's that was them. <laughs> I thought they, it was Good Day. Because they, they, they spoke funny, but they it was still the Today Show, mate. I can't do an Australian accent, so I'm sorry for betraying your Mine's dialect. terrible, too. Don't worry about it. But anyway, so he was on there, and he was saying, you know, how the talk, telling them that the tenants of the flat earth, how it's flat, and there's, you know, the that Antarctica's uh, ice wall around the uh, the the earth. Hey, and like they're like, okay, uh, well, what's what's beyond that? He's like, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of theories, but a lot of people think there's another Earth past that with another oh. ice wall. Oh yeah, no, I've seen the quote unquote satellite photos proving this, Mike. So so it's just concentric rings of ice walls, flat Earths, yeah, and ice walls. Well, no, 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 no. Because it's, what's past the other one? No, you don't understand. It's all. They're they're not like in rings. It's well, that's what that's what scattered around. Uh, according to the photo I saw on TikTok, which never do your scientific research on TikTok. I'm just gonna say it. I I, I dare say you should better you'd be better off doing scientific research on Facebook than TikTok. Oh. And that's bad enough. What I like is that I'm able to turn this whole discussion into <laughs> chaos just by reading some shit some idiot wrote on the internet. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate what. Okay, but, I have one more. I have oh, one okay. more. Oh, okay, good, because so, that wasn't enough. So, so show us a shiny to distract us from our yeah, downward spiral. This is, this is going to be bad. <laughs> okay, here's the reply to the op post, all right? Okay. Black holes are real, but there's no fucking way they actually contain a singularity. Singularities are the crock. A zero-volume point having mass? Fuck off, lol. Black holes are just some type of exotic star hiding behind an event horizon. Maybe they're the size of a house, or a beach ball, or a marble, but nobody can convince me that a point of zero-volume can have mass. A mass. That's fucking stupid. QED. What? <laughs> I, I, well, How am I the one that's more fucked in the head from all this than Mike this time? Uh, no, I'm. I'm just like, I my my brain's flooded. It's like you know, you can keep pumping the gas, but and turning the key, but nothing's happening. Would you? I I mean, it. Look, here's what, the thing. Uh, here's the thing is that that's just one theory. The problem is, it's a black hole. You by, can't test it. By its very nature, nothing can escape a black hole. Not even information. Not even information. I mean, there are there is there are matter jets that stream out of a black hole, but they, no matter what we study, we cannot get like actual information about yeah. what's going on inside a black hole. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only way we're ever going to find out and even get close to finding out is if we created one. And even then, we probably wouldn't be able to tell a whole lot about it. So, what's going on in the center is, Unknowable. for the foreseeable future, the, the domain of gods, for lack of a better term. Mike, I just appreciate gonna, the confidence in that. Yeah, they're going to they're, uh, misinterpret what you just said uh, like they did the god particle. It, I mean, it's the just God particles what God's made of, and that's where mass comes from. Gods live in black holes. Sure. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. Might why as well. Not? Okay. I mean, why? That, that's as good a place as any. You know. Hey, I want heaven's going to exist. It might as well be in a black hole because hey, you know we can't say no. It doesn't. 
I want to find the black hole that contains Muppistopheles, the uh, Greek god of puppetry. <laughs> you know what I think heaven is? What? A podcast with friends. Oh, you've been cheating on oh. us with another podcast? Wow. <laughs> Shit, Mike. I was, I was wanting to take that as a nice compliment, and here you come just shoving your dick in my face. Not your Metaphorically. Metaphorically. <laughs> no, I, I, it was a joke. I know. It's a joke. So, believe it or not, we actually have some question, a couple of questions this week. Pe- uh, people still listen to this and I ask questions? Believe it or not, yes, they do. Thank you. <laughs> so, all right, let's start with Man in Black. Mm-hmm. Man in Black asks, because uh, Ghost Forge, I think, has uh, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. So, first off, Man in Black says, with how good technology is in cameras and videos, why do you think three, uh, why do you three think we still get blurry photos of things like, say, Bigfoot? Now, Ghost Forge has an answer to this. And uh, y'all might have read it. Go for it. Yeah. I know I'm not who this is directed at, but my belief is that supernatural stuff from like Magonia slash the superstructure has a perception filter that works on technological recordings like the screens Kevin talks about. But because a living mind is involved in the data storage, the best it can do is make the shit blurry as hell. And I mostly chime in on this because I'm hoping it sparks some cool discussion in episode. Alternatively, so Kevin or David can rant about how I effing sniped their idea. Yes, you kind of did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just think the supernatural is selective about who sees it. Uh, are you saying it's a supernatural selection of sorts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Mike, that's a wrong knee. Oh. Thank you. So, <laughs> what I was going to say is, I'm not saying that there's a perception filter. I'm saying that the uh, the thing you're seeing doesn't have a form, and your mind is completing the circuit, and the filter is you. You are the filter interpreting the object or entity that you're seeing. And what the camera gets, the blurry thing that the camera gets, is what's really there. Mm. Or <laughs> everyone is a shitty photographer. Both are plausible. Mike? So, uh, in my opinion, if such things were like like you were saying, I would say... The camera is more likely to capture the true form of something, and the mind is the more fallible. That's what I'm saying. Recording device. That's what I'm saying. No, no, you're you're saying. What I'm saying is the. You you said you said the mind fills in the blanks and captures the true form. No, no, I said the camera catches the true form. The human mind. The camera is getting what's really there. It is if it's just a blurry mass. No, that's not how matter works. Sure, if it's exotic matter from another dimension. You mean stuff that doesn't exist? Okay, sure. Hey, hey, hey. Talking about the superstructure here. Yeah, but (laughs) it's not something that's ever been observed or hypothesized or theorized or had any effect. I just don't have a way to test it. In the real world. Hmm, It's footprints made by crazy people sure some of them 
I'm not gonna lie. Them. Yeah, a bunch of them are fake. So, so they selectively do and don't leave evidence. They selectively can and can't be photographed. They selectively can and can't be seen. I think you're just describing demigods at this point. <laughs> or gods. They selectively can and can't, you know, fuck virgins. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Now, my response to that, of course, was uh, from The Simpsons with... Uh, the Shelbyvillians shaking their fists as the lemon tree is stolen from the Simpsons. Yeah. Shake harder, boy! <laughs> now, David, mm-hmm. you got a you got an answer to that? Uh, short answer, it's all made up anyway. Long answer, <laughs> we still have issues with like not understanding how we perceive the world entirely. We are new. To, we are now discovering, you know, things that we cannot explain. So. Maybe one day we'll find an answer that way. I, I think they should get better phones if they can all just take blurry pictures. Yeah. Everybody's well, using their government phone. Yep. I mean, Quit stop, you using your government phone. Stop, stop using that Motorola Razor and get you oh, at yeah. least an iPhone like 5 or something. Some. Oh, come on. So, Ghostforge has a actual question. Mm-hmm. And he asks... Do you think that an egregore exists that is a mafia made of space-dwelling monkeys? If so, what do they want from us, and is it hula hoops? Uh, well, there were this, the, like, what was it, 60 attacks by monkeys in Japan last month? Uh, yeah. And so, then there was the monkeys versus, is this a monkeys versus dogs thing? It's, maybe it's a capuchin yakuza going on. Ooh, this is where hip monkey comes from, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know that it's egregore. I just think it's really organized monkeys. Mike? I have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> oh, We're just, no. you know, space dwelling monkeys. I don't know anything about space monkeys. I don't either, but, you know. Like a monkey being shot into space. Space monkey. Space monkey. <laughs> but you remember an egregore is an unintentionally created uh, tulpa, basically. No, I did not remember that. Okay. Santa Claus is an egregore. The Easter Bunny, egregore. You, you got to remember it's, Mike isn't so, as deep into this so, shit. So yeah. there's, they're now differentiating tulpa based well, on intent? Uh, well, yeah. A tulpa is something that you uh, like purposely make. Well, I didn't know there was like an intent. I just thought yeah. it was a thought construct. Well, it is, but it's one you typically make, and an egregore is one that's like, Accidentally created and sustained by belief. Like, say, Slender oh, Man. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Slender Man. Uh, so, 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 basically, Douglas Adams, his, his theory on God, or his, you know, what he wrote about God. Oh, oh about, God. Uh, yeah, uh, I refuse to prove I exist. Well, no, just that, you know, he had the thing about them, you know, I don't remember the exact... Probably vanished in a puff of logic. Yes. That, okay. That yeah. Quote, that whole thing. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just asking if there's a uh, egregore that is a mafia of space dwelling monkeys. And sure, why not? I mean, if enough, if if you believe in that, if you're a system, listener, if enough people believe in it, if sure. you're a listener, we can make this happen. Please we should don't. make up our own tulpa. I think we should. 
I think we should like give that some thought and then bring it into the world and then once it turns into a horrible beast, we just let it out. Oh, are, are we prepared to be fathers though? No. 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 <laughs> Three men really. in a tulpa. <laughs> <laughs> Show. Yeah, the worst thing. Yeah, the worst movie. Oh, who would you cast in that? I was just gonna say us. Oh, okay. I was just, gonna just say us if we did- with a little Kentucky Goblin-looking thing, <laughs> oh, just like 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 screaming and scratching at us <laughs> and trying to eat our gold. Yeah, eat our gold. <laughs> <laughs> I let you. You can drink out of the job, but you get a kiss of toe. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I do kind of feel like I should have made the Kentucky Kentucky Goblin the uh, the 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 little dude like Enrique, but ah, too we're late good now. for now. Yeah, Enrique's fine. Yeah, Enrique's love. Mind you, I do feel like we need to make a Kentucky Goblin shirt at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it for the week. Um, anything else? Anything anybody want to bring up or throw down there? I'm pretty much spent. Okay, so we're all spent. Like a dollar bill at the convenience store. I got another X post for you. Oh, oh you know what? Yeah, let's do one more X post. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, this is entirely tongue-in-cheek, but are gay thoughts the workings of demons or incubi? Um, get the, uh, yeah, Mike, if you got an answer, because I got one, but I want to hear yours. Um, well, for men, I mean, I, if I had to choose between the two, um, I guess Incubi. Because, sure. you know, if, if, if they're putting thoughts into what would normally be heterosexual men. Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> David, do you do you have an opinion on this? Not particularly, but I do have the first reply, which I absolutely love. Okay. You want, you want no, Anon, to... you're just gay. <laughs> <laughs> See, because I was going to say, do you know do you know what causes gay thoughts? Gay no. brains, gay brains, and gay people. If you're gay, <laughs> it's fine. Yep. We accept you for who you are. In fact, we think it's awesome. We don't have to validate you either. No. Nope. Be happy with who you are. And that being <laughs> said, so you gay. So, uh, <laughs> so is this? I wonder if this is asked by someone that is having they are having intrusive gay thoughts and they're trying to like come up with a reason for it. You know, intrusive gay thoughts is just such a weird statement it, for I me. Mean, I'm sorry, but no, yeah, I get it. You're gay. I mean, you're gay. You're you're if real you're, gay. If you're having thoughts like fine. that. Accept who you are. Yes, exactly. No, it seems like this guy is literally projecting that he uh, is coming to terms with his sexuality and the thread. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that, everyone on 4chan's, like, 13 and 14, yeah. right? And, I think and they're that, all there for, like, the hot, hot anime men and women. I think that's what's great about the internet, because, you know, it's hard to find, at least it used to be, like, when we were growing up, it was hard to find people... Of the same... A peer group. Yeah, a peer group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you're of that orientation, I'm assuming, you know, you would 
find a lot of comfort from finding someone of your oh yeah group like, at that age you know because that way you know you don't feel so different yeah because like in high school when we when i was in school if you met another kid that was weird like you and then you met like a third kid that was weird like you you started a fucking cult basically I, we didn't start a cult no i'm talking like, about an elementary school oh, oh yeah. yeah it was like yeah no we're better than them <laughs> you know we just get like weird about it yeah <laughs> so there's something missing in the world that you can't start your little weird cult when you're in elementary school. And, and you're and like, I'm Matt Tracker from Mask. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, hullabaloo about, you know, younger people being more, I guess, for lack of a better term, gay. But I think it's more of just they're... It's okay to come out? They're, well, they, they one, bet more social acceptance. Two more tools to find peer groups so you're more willing to come out earlier and you know the reduction in stigma well this is, i guess that's part of social acceptance but it's just you know i remember the gay person in high school yeah and while they i didn't see like uh, what'd you call it? Bullying. I mean, I'm sure it happened. I mean, maybe not as much in high school, probably, but yeah, it it definitely is better times in that regard. Yeah, it, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. God no, but but compared to you know 30 years ago, it's. 25 years ago, I guess, more likely. It's still better than it still was. Still a damn sight better than it was. Yeah. yeah. Y'all yeah. just don't know, like, the, the gay kids we knew. Like, uh, there was a dude in one of my classes in high school that was gay. And I mean, like, gay. Yeah. And everybody would be like, you're gay, aren't you? And he's like, I'm just effeminate. I was raised by girls. I'm like, no, you're gay and you're just not wanting to get your ass beat. <laughs> and that's terrible. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and I knew, you know, there was someone in high school that, I mean, they dated. He he dated a, a female, you know, mm-hmm. a girl, I guess you could yeah. say. But, uh, it was a beard. I don't know. I mean, he could have just been like femme bisexual. I I never really this this was before we even had terms for that like, right widely yes. known like as a teenager you didn't without you know regular internet access you didn't really know those terms I feel like an old nigga when I was a kid we had yeah, two genders well, Kevin I'm sorry we're we're aging out I I know we're not relevant we're, we're becoming the uh, the the distinguished elders but uh but no they we we just didn't have the the framework to. You know, I mean, we had gay. That was about it. We, yeah. we there were gay people, and we were raised. Depending on how we were raised, they went. They ranged from weird to bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they that they anyone that wasn't wasn't attracted to the opposite sex, they were gay. Mm-hmm. Even if they were just you know, yeah, bisexual, there was no such a thing asexual, as asexual, yeah. bisexual. It's just you gay. Yeah. And yeah, things were weird for, mm-hmm. like, if you look back on it, it's like, how the hell did we make it out of that time period? Yeah. So, 
The same way we'll make it out of this time period with oh collapse of society. Uh, I don't think it'll be that bad. I think I think you know the the economic and climate problems will collapse society before our social issues will. Oh yeah, no, I just mean yeah. Anyway, point is we <laughs> got real subjects. fucking serious there on a tongue in cheek <laughs> question yeah. from Four Chan. Holy shit, we always seem to do that. It's like a chaos magic ritual that I invoke I, every week Jesus. and weird. Yeah, you fucker, you and your chaos magic. <laughs> well, it makes that's, for good content, though. It really does. So uh, that's it for this week. I want to thank everyone out there for listening. We really appreciate it. We would love if you would head to our website. I've got some, a little bit of new merch up in the store, and we have our Patreon. Uh, if you would like to support us, if you like what we do here. Uh, head over to supernatpod.rocks and you can donate or just check out all the fun stuff over there like the podcast and the store. And you can join us on our Discord and ask us questions and hang out with a bunch of cool people that we've got there like Ghost Forge and Darth Plato and Kick-Assetron and Sam and just a ton of fun folks. Uh, you can find us on social media at supernatpod on Twitter. Because fuck facebook <laughs> and uh fuck the zuck fuck the zuck and you can find david at hp comic h-p-k-o-m-i-c on twitter and uh david you got a link to your website on your twitter profile right uh yes i do and that's what cosmic-.com uh it's a number of things but usually it just goes to <laughs> hpcomics.com and then you can get everything there you else go. from there all right, great. We can they, you can find all that on his Twitter profile. So at HPKOMIC, and Mike is here every week with us. Yeah, I'm boring. I don't have much of an online presence yeah. other than you know Steam. That's true, but you know why give that out? Yeah. So uh, again, we're uh, going to be at Dragon Con on uh, at the beginning of. Timber, me and Mike will. No, We're going to be yeah. walking around, just being cool, attending. Uh, you know, if you spot us or recognize <laughs> our voices, say probably, hi. That probably won't happen. Yeah, sure. But still, uh, I'll have stickers and business cards. So feel free to step up and say hello. I'll give you like a little freebie thing. And uh, that's about it. So that just leaves for me to say, David, Mike, thank you again for being gone as always. Sure. And thank you all for listening. And we will be back next time with more fun topics. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. But goodbye. Good night. Here's to 50 more episodes. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. No. (laughs) Hard limit. Bad mic. 100 episodes total. Bad mic. And done. Bad. You're a bad man. Big bad. Because that's what's the same.